You know, this has been a remarkable 12 months, and it really is just uh, maybe just over 12 months. But in so many respects, not the least of which is the fact that with lightning speed, you know, they seem to come up with vaccines and vaccines that certainly appear to work. It was Johnson and Johnson and Pfizer and Moderna. And as of Monday, AstraZeneca looks like it's coming into play. But um, the speed is just remarkable. So it's, it's created a tremendous amount of interest in healthcare. This should be good news for the healthcare wildcatters that are headed up by Hubert Zajac, who's a doctor, an MBA, and CEO and co-founder of the group Healthcare Wildcatters. He joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. Great to be here. Thank you. So you've got all these groups that think they have great medical ideas, and you're mentoring them, and you're raising money for them, and you're trying to take them public. Tell me about the activity level. Has it picked up in the last year? It's been it's been our uh, the most deal flow we've had of any year, and that would be it would have been spring and summer of last year when we took in the last cohort. So, um, obviously, various different uh, reasons. That was that was pretty early still at the time. So, we did not necessarily have the full effect of COVID yet, but uh, we certainly picked up some startups that play into COVID as well. Well, but I, it it seems like more than anything, the investing public. Uh, has gotten more interested in medical care in general, biotechnology and engineering and, and everything else. Uh, and I would imagine that that entrepreneurial spirit has been rekindled in, in the part of a lot of uh, would-be breakthrough artists for new vaccines and other <laughs> other treatments. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely think so. Of course, I have a very myopic view. I'm healthcare only. But uh, in, in my world, I think the topic has just been a constant for the last 12 plus months as not just a topic, but the topic. And so as a result, I think a lot of people have been starting to think, well, maybe I can do something in that space or maybe this thing that's always bugged me. Maybe I can do something about it. And so we've seen some of that. One of the interesting things, as I understand it, about Moderna and, and the Pfizer treatment uh, vaccines are that they can be engineered and tweaked and and maybe go after you know new strains that that come up but also be used for lots of other things i think i think one thing we're seeing is that um i i consider this crisis a war i i think this is the best analogy you can come up with this is an assault on 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 really on all mankind and the response is similar. And I mean, we, you even see it in the language in the newspapers as uh, first frontline workers, right? And um, the type of terminology that gets used. And so out of that comes always not just the need for innovation, but also a, a very strong underpinning of uh, people's innovation being spurned and, and being encouraged. And so I think that's, that's another effect that we're uh, we're observing. You have speakers in all the time, or now virtual, I guess, for uh, a lot of your, a lot of the companies that you're mentoring. Uh, what what are they telling you? What are you hearing? What's hot? What's what are we on the? <laughs> uh, you know, what what's the next breakthrough? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, in your in your in your intro, you said you know some startup companies that that think they're doing something great, and I'll have to correct you. They know they're doing something great. <laughs> And they're coming up with something uh, phenomenal. Well, some things are mundane. So I, I don't know, when we spoke a couple of years ago, uh, 
I always make that analogy to financial services because healthcare is the last. I mean, you would think we're the first, but we're the last in adopting an ability to see, let's say, anything on your phone, right? It's still fairly difficult to pull up your medical records and to have insight into all, all things medical, and it's starting to get better. But one of the things that we've seen this year is something that's been around for 10 years, teledoc, telemedicine, has been around for a long, long time. Teladoc, the leader in the industry, was founded here in Dallas right. by, by a very prominent person who was also a mentor here in Health Wildcatters. But apart from them, a lot of telemedicine adoption has, has really lagged. And there was absolutely no good explanation anymore except that people just didn't want to do it. So now they had to. And the, the results are stunning. I mean, if you go back, um, just a, a little bit in time, you would have found that maybe a little over half of doctors had used telemedicine. And uh, you, 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 you fast forward into June of last year, you would have seen pretty much any doctor that practices medicine has now used telemedicine. And the same is true of, of, of patients that have discovered the convenience. So sometimes you need this kind of last push, that kick in the butt, uh, to, to, to try it out and then discover, oh, wow, this is, this is not so bad. Let's, let's try this again. The uh, the applications, though, through the rest of your industry, what el what are they working on? Well, I think I think uh, so. This was an example of trends that have been here that got accelerated, right? So, uh, m several of the others are uh, anything having to do with home health, right? So, if you didn't know it before, a lot of people have had an interest in being treated at home or in staying at home for longer time periods, as long as they can. And in some cases, it just wasn't as feasible. Well, there was another layer with all these uh, retirement homes that, that where COVID was rampant, that people were saying, oh, well, here's another reason for me to make it work for a little longer. Uh, so anything you can do at home that's convenient has been around before, but it's, got, it's gotten more accentuated. The same would be true of diagnostics. So. When you and I would have just gone, oh, we'll just go down to the lab and have a lab, a lab drawn, other people would say, well, what if I don't want to meet all these people, right? So let them send me the test to my home. Maybe there is a test where I can just use, uh, I don't have to draw, la uh, I don't have to draw um, a blood, but I can, I can have the test executed, and it may take a couple of days longer, but I prefer that. So home health, home diagnostics, uh, have been around, but but were accelerated dramatically in, in the last year. It seems to be no shortage of people with great ideas. You know, getting them to implement those, that's another thing. But also getting the funding for them. Um, is there more money out there available for healthcare and for great ideas? Every time I say this, you know, the startups say, where, Hubert? <laughs> Connect me today. Uh, I, I think so. Um, so I think from a from a ten thousand foot level, it, it, it seems there continues to be also significant interest in investing in early stage startups in in, in healthcare, and I've not seen that let up. Uh, that does not mean every startup gets money thrown after them. They still have to prove themselves. They still have to have a convincing pitch and a product, but uh, but it's not been uh, a, a, a missing capital in the, in the last year. So the, the capital has been around, it continues to be around. I think in some cases has renewed vigor in saying, you know, if I want to bet on something that we know isn't going to go away, how about healthcare? Uh, specifically innovation in healthcare that makes 
life more convenient, that maybe makes um, uh, take some of those inefficiencies out of the system, um, or allows follow some of the consumer trends that we've seen for a long time, shopping from home, right? So we all shop on Amazon. Right. Well, when's the last time you've shopped your uh, appendectomy? Uh, so in most cases, it's an emergency. Can you do so that? that? <laughs> <laughs> no, man. What can <laughs> so in most cases, most cases that won't happen because it's an emergency. There's still reason for that. But but let's say you have something that's elective. You can pick your time frame. Well, wouldn't it be nice to actually know how much you're in for before you go in? Or more importantly, if I go to hospital A, it'll cost me X, Y, Z. And if I go to hospital B, it'll cost me less. So price transparency tools are, are hot. There's also a mandate from the federal government to, to show price transparency that's actually gotten some teeth now this year. So uh, a lot of things that we take for granted in other aspects of the economy are finally coming to bear, and this last year has pushed a lot of them over the edge as far as I, I never goes. thought I could shop for a knee operation like I would shop for a toaster, but is that now? Is that Yeah, you can look up pricing. So as of uh, beginning of this year, hospitals are mandated to make this information accessible. Uh, there's, you know, we have a startup that's right in the middle of that, and, and, and it's been, for anyone that wasn't prepared for that, uh, been a, been a wild ride because eventually there'll be penalties for not making that information accessible. Let me ask you quick. I'm curious where North Texas fits in the big picture of all this. Um, are, are we seen as an innovator? Uh, does does money seek out you know good ideas coming out of North Texas, or does it still center around a lot of the major medical centers that we're seeing on on the two coasts, for example? Um. Well, I mean, so, so there are many nuances to that question, so I know that would lead to long, but I, I think there is a quite, so especially in the last couple of years, there's been a, we had our first IPO of a startup that is in the in the pharma AI space. Uh, there were several IPOs, actually there's a company that was, just had an IPO this week that was Dallas-based. Those are things you would hear of once or twice a year in Dallas, and they now happen on a fairly, almost a monthly, a monthly rate. So I think... Uh, if you look at, uh, at at numbers for tech workers, availability, desirability to move to, all those trends also merge into healthcare. And don't forget that we have the headquarters of McKesson here uh, and AT&T and several very relevant companies to, to healthcare, Kimberly-Clark um, and, and so on and so forth. So there's, there is, there's continues to be very strong growth. Now, as you know, many of our startups actually don't come from Dallas. So we have Dallas startups, but right. we have a majority that comes from out of state to be here and grow their business here. It's an exciting time. And I'm sure glad uh, they're moving in with warp speed. Uh, Hubert <laughs> Zajcek's the uh, Dr. Hubert Zajcek is the CEO and co-founder of Healthcare Wildcatters. Keep doing interesting things. Uh, we wish you the best. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for more of our conversation. Go to KRLD.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson. News Radio 1080 KRLD.